It was 2005, I was 19 years old, and I was serving as a missionary in far eastern Russia, near the city of Vladivostok. To say that my father was shocked would be a bit of an understatement. Never in his wildest dreams did he imagine that his own son would one day be living as a missionary in Russia. Now, some of you might scratch your heads at this contradiction. Wait, didn't Seth tell us he's an introvert? Doesn't being a missionary demand that you interact with people? Why, yes, yes it does. But despite the image of smiling, singing missionaries in the musical The Book of Mormon, not all of us are as happy-go-lucky about serving a mission. But the call to serve others is an integral part of my Mormon faith, and I was hopeful that I would somehow, perhaps miraculously, rise to the occasion. Footnote 7 In fact, I probably behaved more like an overweight pigeon. Alas, I didn't exactly soar with the eagles. In fact, I spent most of my time wandering the streets of Russia with my eyes to the ground and my mouth clamped shut. I woke up as late as I could, spoke with Russians as little as possible, and hurried to bed as soon as I could. I lay there for hours filled with an intense feeling of dread about what fresh hell the next day would bring. About halfway through my two-year mission, I felt that I had reached a mental breaking point. In time, I would be diagnosed with chronic depression, a genetic predisposition to feel sad, anxious, worthless, and lonely. Depression runs in my family, and I had unknowingly struggled with the condition for many years. But at the age of 19, I didn't know that was what it was. All I knew was that I was hurting, and my mind, in a frantic attempt to find out what was wrong, would dig up hundreds of reasons why I might be sad and worthless. This never-ending stream of thoughts only intensified my feelings of depression. I felt like I was damaged. I thought if people knew who I really was, and if they knew what was going on inside of my head, they wouldn't be my friends. So in response to these thoughts and feelings, I did what so many people with depression do. I began to isolate myself from others. Little did I know that I would soon be entering one of my most severe struggles with depression, one that would last for almost two years. There's a reason why I'm telling you all of this, and that reason came shortly after I met another missionary by the name of Eric. He was a very friendly and very humble man from Switzerland, and although he was several inches shorter than me, he had the persona of a gentle giant. Something about him seemed to draw others to him. He would listen to people, and they would listen to him. Even those who didn't want to talk to missionaries, and were very vocal about it, if they talked to Eric, not only softened, but brightened a little. Footnote 8 Maybe you're one of those vocal people. Don't worry, I don't blame you. I normally hide behind the refrigerator when the Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house. Sorry, guys. I couldn't understand it. How was this quiet, gentle missionary so effective at talking to people? What was it about him that was drawing others to him? One day, Eric and I were working together in the city of Usarisk. On a whim, I asked him what it was that made him such a successful missionary. Eric looked at me thoughtfully and blinked. Well, I don't know if I'm successful, he said, but I do know that the only thing that matters is that you learn to love the people. If you learn to love the people you are serving, 
then everything will just fall into place. I'd like to say that those words hit me like a ton of bricks, that they changed my life from that moment on, but they didn't. I brushed them off with several sweeps of sarcastic thoughts. Hmm, I thought. Okay, yeah, love thy neighbor and all that nonsense. Footnote 9. Apparently some religious guy made a big deal about it. Whatever. Seriously, though, what does he do? Is there, like, a system? A special way of communicating with people? What books has he been reading? Give me something I can work with. I've since realized that when I was asking Eric how to be a successful missionary, I was really hoping he would tell me how I could have it all, but without any of the people. I was thinking like the selfish giant in Oscar Wilde's story. I wanted a beautiful garden, a rich and abundant...